Welcome to the HR Tech 24-7 podcast, the home of HR and payroll technology news. Listen as we chat to industry leaders about the topics that are facing HR and payroll companies today and discover more about the world of HR technology. Hi, and welcome to another Coffee in 15 with myself, Bob Rehill, founder and chief innovator here at HR Tech 24-7. Looking forward to today's conversation with the amazing James Proctor from Phase 3, where we'll be talking about the challenges that organizations are going through reviewing their HR technology stack. Let's go and have a chat. Hi, James. Great to catch up again. How you been keeping? Hi, Bob. Yeah, really well, thank you. Nice to see you. Yeah, thank you very much. It's always wonderful to chat to you. I'm actually like-minded um, organization as well. James, for those listening into this webinar and podcast, do you want to just explain who you are and what you do very quickly? Yes. Uh, I'm James Proctor from Phase 3. Um, we're an organization that specializes in HR, payroll and finance technology, um, and we provide professional managed services. And I've worked in HR, payroll and finance for all of my working career, which is essentially 20 years Um Started out in public sector, then moved into private sector and also worked in not-for-profit as well. Fantastic. And I love what you guys do and a big fan of uh, Phase 3 as an organisation as well. And, and and so welcome to this coffee chat. It, interesting conversation we're going to have today, James. We, we're we in the same space, actually, we're helping organisations. But, you know, we want to talk a little bit about HR technology and transformation, but some of the challenges organizations face. Can you share what you're seeing in the marketplace a little bit in today's world and today's economic climate, what organizations are faced with? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key things that we're seeing right now, which is really interesting, is that conversation that customers are having with us and with themselves. Um, should we be looking for something new or should we stick with what we have and try and improve it? Um, and, and those improvements might be through integration capabilities for example or additional reporting capabilities um but some really interesting questions around is it better to move or should we stick with what we've got and 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 that's really interesting because i think we're seeing the same thing here james as well yeah. and it's great that we're sharing our insights together on this chat um what 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 do you say to your clients or what guidance can we give to those that might be listening and that are actually in that position thinking we're in an economic climate that isn't brilliant at the moment. Organizations as well as individuals are thinking about how do I hold on to my purse strings just to be safe and, and get into 2024. But actually, we don't want them to fall behind either, right? Um, so what, what sort of guidance are you giving uh, your organizations? Absolutely. And I think a, a key term there is we don't want them to fall behind. And, and we call that the technological debt. I love um, that. So... I love that term, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So if if... It's the cost of doing nothing ultimately. And, and doing nothing obviously is not what we want to be looking at. We want to look at should we improve or should we look to buy something new? Um, interestingly, Fosway said that 40% of businesses right now in the UK are looking for some new HR, payroll or finance technology. Um, so we know that there is a, a need out there for, for new technology. But really, I think these days it's about understanding with that particular customer, what are their expectations and what is their current package? So we often see, for example, that customers have bought a HR system that includes licenses for payroll, but they're not using it. They've got a separate yeah. payroll solution. Yeah. Um, or they might have bought a, a HCM solution, which is integrated, and then they have a separate ATS solution. But the two aren't integrated, and there's an overlap in licenses again. So firstly, what I would do is look at exactly what it is you have, what you contracted for, and understand what you're paying for what you have. 
and then look at is there actual capability with the solution you have to get the results that you want to get or do we need to be looking elsewhere for those capabilities? That's a really interesting thought. And it just reminded me of someone uh, 10 years ago and I was doing some work with an organization, a well-known organization and the HR director said, isn't it great that people can buy these fancy HR systems and they've got all of this capability, but actually we only use a little bit. And he said, do you measure capability versus usability? So capability is 100% of what you can be doing and usability is actually how much of it are you leveraging? And and maybe you're right, right? Organizations are using 10%, 20%, 40%, but are they really leveraging 100% of the capability they purchase? Really good example there as well. So yeah. so what what do you what do you recommend um, those listening in here today, right? If they were thinking about what to do, um, I mean, I think what we're saying is the key message is don't stand still, right? Don't yeah. don't don't let that technological debt get wider. Um, and I love it. I, I, I'm going to start using that term. I never used it before, <laughs> by the way. I, I maybe you should coin it with phase three underneath. But um, yeah, but we don't want people to get into that debt, right? That technological debt. So what do you what do you what do you encourage organisations to do? I think it's it's about taking stock of what are you trying to achieve? What do you actually want? So to use an analogy, my first car, quite embarrassingly, was a Fiat Punto. Now, that Fiat Punto got me from A to B. It did yeah. what it needed to do. It got our people paid, for example. Did it give me the best insight in the world? No, it didn't even have air conditioning. But, you know, I could have bought a Ferrari and, and I could have got all the bells and whistles and onboard computing and given me predictive analytics, et cetera. But did I need that? I think yeah. that's really what we want to understand from these customers' perspective. Where are you at on that digital maturity journey? If you're a very small organization, with really niche bespoke processes that you developed over a period of time and they work well in the system, actually, there might not be a purpose to move because you might have created something quite bespoke. On the other hand, if you're a large organization who doesn't have the evidence they need to be able to make decisions because the reporting infrastructure isn't in place, for example, yeah. that's a key business driver. So I think focus on the outcome of what you're trying to achieve. First of all, write the requirements as if you were looking for a new piece of tech. Yeah. And then the first stop needs to be meet with your current provider and say, right, you show me provider. How can you meet these capabilities for me with the solution we already have? So it might have been, as you say, 10 years since you had a demo from that provider around what the capabilities are. No, it's, and it's a really good point. And those those um, those capabilities will have improved over time, right? Because most organizations or most software vendors have done an investment over time, improved capability. But you're right. You only know yeah. what you know sometimes in your organization. And actually yeah. you need to stop and say, well, actually, what don't I know? And what can we leverage? And I, and I love that sort of thinking there as well. And what are you seeing also? I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what your views are, James. Organizations that want the shiny, brand new, all-encompassing technology solution versus actually, if I only want some capability, I might want to look at add-ons, right? Or smaller, you know, bespoke, bespoke systems that are capable. What, what are you? Are you seeing that as well? Definitely. I think it's the old argument of ERP versus best of breed integrated solutions versus separate solutions. I mean, these days with API capabilities in particular, lots yeah. of organizations are saying just that, you know, I want a really great full survey tool, for example, or employee engagement tool for my organization. Yes, my HCM system has some capability to do that, but it's not the best solution. So they buy just that bespoke package just for full surveys, and they integrate that with the solution with an API running back and forth. And because we've got the API back in with the data, we can get the reporting analytics out. That's exactly what we're seeing. Those customers that say, actually, I don't have a need for a full HCM replacement. I want to shrink my contract with my current provider and buy five bespoke bolt-ons to that solution. 
where the full package gives me everything I need as an organization, but there is no one provider that can meet all of those capabilities. And it's that jack of all trades and master of none kind of approach. And I think it's a really important um, message to those that are listening into this um, conversation that actually you don't have to buy the all-encompassing best in class system out there. There are some great benefits to doing that. There are some economies of scale, and yes, it's easier to maybe con you know have an employee experience. Um, but actually, the world today, where we've got APIs, as you say, with integration, so easy now that actually going and choosing some of these other off-the-shelf uh, solutions, startup organizations that are coming up with some fantastic uh, new products, bringing those into your organization is actually equally as, you know, um, ingenious to do and 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 works for your organization. So actually, there isn't a right answer. Best of breed no. versus I want a number of different items in my stack. They both work. It's all about how you implement, right? And how you leverage that. Yeah. Well. And, and look at what's happening in the future as well. And I hate to throw buzzwords around, but AI is important. Yes. I was talking to a vendor last week and saying to them, you know, is AI the end of the user interface? You know, if I want to book my holidays, for example, shouldn't I just be able to go onto Teams and do that with a chatbot? Do I actually need to log into a HR system and go on a calendar and have some data? I don't need that capability anymore. I need the facility to book my holidays and manage that as a manager for my team. So actually, separate systems might ultimately become separate databases that nobody actually accesses. We're accessing and leveraging them all through Teams or Slack um, or other tools in, in, in that way. And, and and again, really insightful that. And, and I think organizations spend too much time potentially thinking about what's the box going to do for me, that software box. But actually what we're saying is we need to come from it from a different angle is actually what's the user experience we're trying to create yeah. and the capability and actually whether it's one box 10 boxes in the background that are all talking to each other actually doesn't matter right because it's the experience that the employee is getting uh, and using interface fantastic fantastic insight thank you so what what else uh james is uh, do you think it's going to happen now between now and 2024 what's you know if you if you if you could wave a wand and think you know this is what's going to happen in the future well, this is what organizations are going to do what do you think is happening I think that the number of organizations are still behind the curve on that digital majority journey. They're still sort yep. of struggling with the basics of HCM and, and actual kind of data quality and reporting capabilities. And, and ultimately, organizations want that rapid data, evidence-based decision-making capability and predictive analytics. So I think the introduction of AI, things like ChatGPT, yep. if you give your HR software and data access to ChatGPT and let the machine look at the information it can garner from that in a secure manner where you're downloading that and doing it locally if we're not exposing that to the internet. Yeah. Prime example of a solution where actually there might be some insight that, that can be created and ChatGPT might be able to then help you with content, for example, writing letters to employees to make them aware of changes, et cetera. So I think AI is the most important development and HR in particular the HR professionals need to look at where are we going to leverage that and where are we going to say we will never trust AI to do a certain thing for us. Um, but I think that is going to be and continues to be the most important development between now and, and the next 12 to 18 months. Look at how much it's come on already in the last two years. Yeah. It's going to be massive. Fantastic. Well, listen, and, and believe it or not, we, we're already, you know, we've been speaking to 10, 12 minutes and I, I make yeah. these coffee chats 15 minutes. I think you and I, you know, because we're, we're in the same sort of space, we could talk about HR transformation and technology all day. All long, day. Right? Um, but I think, you know, for me, some of the key messages, um, we want we want those that are listening to take away some of these key messages. So if you were going to pick two or three key messages, James, to an audience that is 
considering what to do in the HR technology? What, what are those two or three points that they should go away and now and just think about um, on the top of their mind? I'd say go back to the whiteboard with that pen and from a blank position, write exactly what it is that you want your solutions to deliver for you and what you need. Secondly, do a matching gap then against the capability of the product that you already have and do that with the supplier to see the things that you aren't aware of. And ultimately, if you do decide that you want a new solution, don't just try and look at one solution to fix all the problems. Look at what's available in the market in different solutions for different strengths. Fantastic. And and again, you know, really useful insight. And again, sort of items that we would give to our, our customers as well. James, you know, we're coming towards the end of this short conversation. I think it's been really insightful and I'm hoping those that have listened in have gained some some insight from you as well. And we know that whilst you, you mentioned the 40% um, Fosway results of, of people looking at technology, I think there was the CIPD one that you'd mentioned that 70% um, were looking at new tech as well. So there is still people looking at technology investments to support yeah. their, their sort of longer term operating models. James, we're coming to the end of this. I just wanted to take this opportunity, James, to also say thank you to Phase 3 for supporting what we do here at HR Tech. I keep pointing to the wrong shoulder. Um, <laughs> you've been a fantastic supporter actually for three years um, now, James, and uh, that's been really helpful. I hope you, you find yeah. it useful. We do, definitely. We've been there from the outset. I think we're one of the early adopters and we like to be early adopters and everything, but definitely a lot of value has been added through the sort of sharing of knowledge that we have and, and days like this, you know, sharing our knowledge with each other is always really important as well. Fantastic. Well, for those listening in, um, Phase 3 and James have a stand on HR Tech 24-7. I'm sure there's some great content in there. If you wanted to reach out to James, please do. Fantastic information. Know what they're talking about. I'm sure James will just welcome conversations with anyone that might just want a bit of guidance. Um, but we'll leave your um, your details as well at the end of this um, podcast as well. And people who are in touch with them, like I said, I can go to HR Tech 24-7. So all that remains, James, is for me to say thank you for your time. Thank Love you. this sort of short conversations and I hope the, the insights are great. Um, and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Take care. Thanks, James. Look after yourself. Bye now. This podcast was brought to you by HR Tech 24-7. For more information, please visit www.hrtech247.com. Want to feature in a future episode of the HR Tech 24-7 podcast? Click on the link in the bio to find out how you can get involved.